Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDevNet. I'm Ogechie Kenya. The World Health Organization says antimicrobial resistance, a situation where bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites evolve and no longer react to medicines, is one of the top 10 public health threats in the world. Antimicrobial resistance means that infections become hard to treat or outrightly incurable, which then leads to large-scale deaths. Sub-Saharan Africa, like many other parts of the world, struggle with diseases being resistant to medicines. One major challenge that the region has in tackling antimicrobial resistance is with getting data it needs to tackle the problem. Without the right kind of data, it is difficult to see the extent of the problem and to understand what interventions are necessary to control antimicrobial resistance and treat infectious diseases. Our reporter, Michael Kaloki, spoke to Dr. Pascal Ondoa, a virologist and director of science and new initiative at the African Society for Laboratory Medicine. Dr. Ondoa has been telling us about antimicrobial resistance and why it is such a concern. It is a, a phenomenon through which a microbe, a pathogen, and in the case of our recent study, a common bacteria, uh, loses uh, the ability to respond to uh, the medication that previously uh, used to work to control the infection caused by this bacteria. That is resistance. And the reason why antimicrobial resistance is a concern is that because the microbe, the bacteria, becomes resistant, it becomes more difficult than to control the infection uh, with the medication that used to work. And that can cause uh, some problems to the patient, uh, more complication of the infections. I mean, they stay uh, a longer time sick or in the hospital. That's what we call the morbidity. Uh, they can be higher mortality rates. And of course, for the society as a whole, it costs more money uh, to control those infections. What impact have these diseases had in sub-Saharan Africa? We know from recent study that around 1.3 million of deaths are caused by antimicrobial resistance uh, bacteria. And most of this burden is, is, is in Africa and West Africa because there's also uh, a high exposure to infectious pathogens. The World Health Organization has a system that they call the Global Antimicrobial Resistance Surveillance System, GLASS. And they, uh, they proposed to follow uh, some priority pathogen. At the time we started, there were eight priority pathogens and 15 combination of those pathogens with antibiotics that are, that are relevant and that should be followed. So why this list? This list is really to, um, you know, to guide us in gathering relevant intelligence of what are the pathogens out there that are, that are really critical. Many factors have led to increasing numbers of antimicrobial resistant germs. Dr. Yewande Alimi is the Antimicrobial Resistance and One Health Program Coordinator at the Africa Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Dr. Alimi spoke to us about what led to the rise in antimicrobial resistance there has been over-reliance on antibiotics um, across the countries uh, and primarily uh, because of uh, several factors or several challenges in the health system. Um, for example, when a, 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 a patient uh, presents with fever, for example, in a, in a hospital, 
Uh, the cost of diagnostics uh, uh, has been very expensive. And most of the time, the, the doctors and the patients are faced with the choice of do we go to um, uh, do the routine tests or do we start on any um, um, antibiotic uh, available? Uh, most of the time, because many of our African countries, uh, healthcare delivery is pay out of pocket. Uh, most of the time, the patient and clinicians uh, prefer uh, to go for the cheaper option, which ultimately is uh, as the anti antibiotics. So uh, many times, uh, clinicians don't go through that process of doing uh, uh, the routine test at uh, the uh, the routine tests uh, are needed before prescribing. And so many times you find uh, many clinicians or doctors uh, uh, just relying directly on antibiotics. But beyond uh, issues around uh, the cost of diagnostics uh, are, are very common across uh, lower middle income country is really the, 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 the gaps in the weak healthcare systems. And uh, the fact that we don't have a, a, a sustainable healthcare funding um, is where you, you start to see uh, the gaps, where you, where you start to see uh, the gaps in, in testing, laboratory testing uh, and AML surveillance. But beyond that, it's, it's also the gaps around the regulatory systems. Uh, like you rightly said, is there an over-reliance on antibiotics? Um, we have very uh, weak regulatory systems. Um, so there's always the presence of over-the-counter sales of antimicrobials. Uh, so many times you can just walk into a pharmacy uh, without a prescription and you are able to get um, um, this uh, high-end uh, uh, anti uh, antibiotics. Uh, this it really um, puts... A lot of uh, 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 there's a lot of use of anti uh, anti antibiotics because of of course uh, um, patients can easily get it over the counter uh, without any prescription. Uh, um, um, so uh, really, um, those are the key factors around um, 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 the over reliance um, on antibiotics across the region. There is that um, um, the cost of the testing uh, versus the cost of the antibiotics. Oftentimes, uh, the antibiotics is, is, is cheaper for the patient to use uh, than going for the routine test. Um, so what we really need to improve the system is we need stronger healthcare systems uh, and we need more sustainable healthcare funding in this regard. The issue of antimicrobial resistance is predicted to get worse, resulting in poor patient outcomes and death. Dr. Ondoa has been researching how antimicrobial resistant germs are being tested for in sub-Saharan Africa. She spoke to us about what this research has uncovered about antimicrobial resistance on the continent. We wanted to understand why is there so little antimicrobial resistance information from the African continent? Is it that we cannot produce the information or we produce information and we do not report it? And, and I think the answer to that question that, that, that came from that study is that there are extremely few, a, a very little number of laboratories on the continents that are actually doing bacteriology uh, testing, which is, which is what we use to um, to identify antimicrobial resistance. Only one in a hundred laboratories can do bacteriology testing. We understood that, you know, there, there are very few uh, opportunities out there on the continent to generate uh, this, this information. Uh, another highlight that, that we found is that out of the 15 uh, bacteria and antibiotic combination that is important to monitor for surveillance, only five of those are routinely 
tested collectively by the bacteriology laboratories in Africa. So therefore, the information is not, uh, is, is not coming. We also understood that when uh, the information from the laboratory is coming, it is not properly linked to uh, information from the patient. So why was the patient sick, whether or not he took already uh, some treatment? So it becomes then very difficult to make an interpretation of uh, the laboratory data in the context of, um, of patient care and, and public health surveillance. And finally, the third point was about the utilization and the consumption of antibiotics. And we realized that collectively uh, in the countries where we uh, did that study, there are uh, issues on accessing uh, essential antibiotics. We, we understood that the larger part of uh, the consumption of antibiotics is represented only by three uh, types of molecules, which really means that African countries do not have access uh, to the large, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the broad uh, list of antibiotics that is out there. And at the same time, we identify that many drugs that are unregulated circulate in Africa, which really poses the problem of regulation. Now, you mentioned there that there are a few laboratories only that um, are carrying out these tests out of the laboratories that are available in the region. You know, so why is this the case? Why is it that only a few laboratories are covering this and are able to test? The, the, the lack of, of testing for bacteriology. So first of all, I think that um, bacteriology uh, testing, bacteriology laboratory have not specifically been prioritized. Uh, by, by, by the health system on, on our continent. It's not been, for example, prioritized as, uh, you know, HIV uh, testing or tuberculosis testing have been prioritized through very well-founded uh, vertical programs. So, so that, 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 that's the first problem. Now, for the few laboratories that are out there testing for bacteriology, uh, they, they test really a, a very narrow uh, uh, spectrum of, of what they should be doing. And, and it is, you know, that really reflects the, the lack of, of capacity or resources, uh, possibly the fact that uh, the reagent that they need to, to isolate and identify the bacteria are not there uh, because they are problem with supply chain or they are problem with, with resources. Uh, it is possible that um, the human resources lacks the skills. Some pathogens are notoriously more difficult to identify than, than others. And, and that could be the problems. Uh, some pathogens can be, um, you know, can, can be uh, identified from, from urine, other from blood, other from, uh, from, from other fluids. And, and this is more or less difficult. And, and not everywhere you have the skills to actually conduct the scientific process in the lab to identify those, uh, those, those bacteria. There could be a lack of awareness in the lab, but also from uh, the clinicians that, that do not ask for the correct uh, test and diagnostic uh, to, to the laboratories. And finally, in the list of uh, WHO pathogens, although this list is very relevant, some of the pathogens that are recommended by the WHO might not be as relevant for the African settings, which poses the question of whether or not uh, the list could be slightly adapted to the context. What can be done or what is being done to eradicate these pathogens in the sub-Saharan Africa region and the wider African continent? 
that has that has several uh, you know several perspectives. So the pathogen themselves, whether they would be resistance or not resistance, uh, whether we can eradicate them. I mean, some pathogens can be eradicated. Uh, I mean, malaria, for example, could be eradicated in in some part of the of the of the continent although malaria is a parasite and, and not a bacteria so i think we'll continue to be exposed to those to those pathogens a very effective way to eradicate some of those pathogens is of course vaccine uh, so they are vaccines against uh, bacterial meningitis for example uh, they are vaccines uh, that, that, that are being uh, developed against salmonella infection so i think that increasing vaccine coverage for those uh, you know bacteria that can be prevented by the vaccine will be critical and poses the question of, uh, you know, ensuring access to essential medical product uh, for, for, African, uh, for African countries. Um, detection, quick and reliable detection of, uh, of infection, the cause for infection uh, in, in, in patient is critical. So that would mean, you know, increasing the number of laboratories that are capable of uh, bacteriology and other testing. It's very important to understand quickly uh, what is the cause of infection so that you can manage, uh, you know, the patient coming with a fever, you can quickly manage them with the right uh, treatment so that they don't stay a long time uh, in the hospital. They, they have a, a reduced risk of, of mortality and that to decrease um, the, the, the risk for the emergence of antimicrobial uh, resistance. And at the level of hospital settings for those infection that can be very serious in the hospital setting, I think increase and consolidate uh, the measures for infection prevention and control, make sure that good practices, good hygiene practices are, are being done uh, in the hospital uh, settings. That's all from us at Africa Science Focus today. If you want to find out more, head to the SciDev Net website. That's www.scidev.net. Today's show was produced by Alice Hurst with reporting by Michael Kaluki and editing and hosting by Ogechi Ikeanyao. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. Thank you.